Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Byrne. It's time for the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, February 3rd, 2020. What's going on? How are ya? Oh, man. You know, the day after the Super Bowl is always such a bummer, unless your team won. For the rest of us, it's just like, oh, man, football season is over. Now what do I do? You know what you do. You watch fucking hockey or basketball. You pick one or the other. College or pro, whatever your fucking deal is. Anyways, uh, congratulations to your Kansas City Chiefs, the 2019 Super Bowl champions. Their second championship. They won Super Bowl four and Super Bowl 54. <laughs> that has to be a record. In fact, I know it is. As far as like wins between Super Bowls, I mean the the uh, the Jets will break it someday, whenever the fuck they win it. Um, but as for right now, that is your um, that is your record. So congratulations! You got to be going crazy, folks. You got to be going crazy in um, in, uh, in in fucking Kansas City, Missouri, or if you're the president, he thinks Kansas City, Kansas. Um. You know, it's not those things that makes me just not like Trump. It's when he just openly defends bigots and racists. It's just fucking like the fact that people can still fucking sit there and be like, yeah, you fucking guys are right. is just beyond me. And I don't mind conservative thought. It's just, you know, how about you let everybody sit down at the fucking table, man? <laughs> anyway, um, condolences to the 49ers who were right there with 10 minutes left winning 20 to 10. Um, that close to winning their sixth and joining the Pittsburgh Steelers and your New England Patriots as uh, the, the, I don't know, biggest winners of Super Bowls, which for some reason the fucking league is 100 years old and you only need six titles to be the fucking Yankees, which makes no fucking sense. They just, you know, they just blew off their first 50 years. <laughs> I don't understand it. We'll never understand it. We'll never. I, 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 that, that type of shit. I don't understand politicians in L.A. with this stupid petition asking the Red Sox to give back the World Series title from last year. While it's like, OK, well, let, if, if you're really about fair play, then you should you should also uh, give back the Los Angeles Lakers 2002 NBA title, considering there was a mobbed up ref that fixed the series uh, against the Sacramento Kings. So what is it, L.A.? Do you really give a shit, or do you just give a shit about yourselves? Uh, Speaking of which, I had so much fun watching that game because uh, I didn't have a dog in the fight, and I thought it was so cool seeing the Chiefs in there and the way they did the end zone, like the way it was way back in the day. It's the exact same end zone. I feel like the same color, you know, 64 toss power trap, that shit. Um, it was great to see the, uh, the 49ers back in it. Um, I don't know. They look cool playing each other. It was, I don't know. I really enjoyed it. And then I was just at this party watching 49er fans, one in particular, absolutely losing his mind at the fucking officiating in that game. And, um, 
I got to tell you, I'm, I, I'm impartial here. He wasn't wrong. I thought one of the major advantages the 49ers had was their front four. And I got to be honest with you, the level of fucking holding that they, they just didn't call. I mean, we were seeing it in live time. I would just be going, holding? They grabbed that bossa guy. They just right underneath his pads and just hang on on like major fucking plays. It was such a, you know, just such a weird thing. Like, you know, ah, we're not calling holding. Like they barely called it the whole fucking game. And then something they never call offensive pass interference. All of a sudden they call it, which I understand why they called it. But I can also understand why you wouldn't call it. That was kind of a tough call. It's just one of those games. Every time there's a game like somebody's, you know, it's just somebody's day and you're not going to get the call. So the 49ers uh, was not their day. But um, despite that, they were still up 20 to 10 and they couldn't close them out. And um, the whole game went exactly the way I thought it was going to go until that final final 10 minutes. And um, I think the big moment was when they started blitzing and the 49ers had no answer for it. Um, the receivers needed to pick it up. They needed to break off their routes. They needed Kaepernick. They needed to give him something to throw at, which I saw fucking Brady have to deal with all year. And and it's so fucking hilarious. They always blame the guy with the ball. And, um, you know, I, if, if there's like fucking, you know, eight guys up on the line of scrimmage, you know, you have to break off your route, I would think. You don't continue to run the fucking thing with your back to your quarterback. Um, I think that that was, the, uh, that was the, big, the big change in the game. And what was so weird was they were, they were shutting down, um, what's his face, the whole fucking game. Tyreek Hill was just a complete non-factor. And then all of a sudden, the fourth quarter, the guy, ah, you know, we're just going to throw to him now. And then all of a sudden, they couldn't stop him the whole game. Um, yeah, it was just, a, yeah, it was kind of, it was just weird. It was just the Kansas City Chiefs, like three playoff games in a row were beat and then just decided they were going to win the game and nobody could do anything about it. Um, so as much as the officiating was fucking, uh, you know, it's always going to be, I guess, one side of the, or maybe you notice more if your team loses, but, um, it was just their day. And, um, any questionable fucking officiating that you had, I mean, you still were up 10 points with 10 minutes left, and it's you, you can't fucking, and then you lose by like 10, you let up like fucking, or 20, uh, 11, you let up like fucking 21 points. Um, but I, I, you know, I don't know, it's a, it's a new day, man. I watched a better defense, like I was watching that Super Bowl, and when it was 20 to 10, I was like, I've seen this game a thousand times. This is the fucking... The Giants beating the Broncos in 86. This is the Giants beating the fucking... Um, you're going to hear Giants a lot in this, okay? Because Bill Belichick is the defensive coordinator on all these teams, by the way. Um, maybe he wasn't in 86, but I'm pretty sure he was in 90. Uh, Giants versus the Bills. The uh, Patriots versus the fucking, you know, greatest show on turf. The Giants versus the undefeated Patriots. You just see it time and time again where this fucking offense comes. The fucking Saints versus the Colts in 2010. Oh, my God. These guys, they're scoring a zillion fucking points. 
you know, I think the fucking, you know, high-powered offense is going to be 42 to fucking 17 or whatever. Then they come in and then the fucking, the best defense in the league just shuts them down. Redskins Raiders with fucking Lester Hayes, Mike Haynes, and all of them. So the whole thing was going that way, and I don't know what the fuck happened in the last 10 minutes. Um, there was a number of plays where they had an opportunity to sack Mahomes, and I thought they went for the ball or just simply didn't tackle the guy. It was weird. Um, and he had a horrible day until the last 10 minutes, and the final score is all that matters. So uh, congratulations to the Chiefs, and it's a new era. It's a new era. My old theory, does not, I think, does not work anymore, where a, a, a better defense can beat a better offense. Uh, Chiefs proved me wrong. I lost 200 bucks to Keith Robinson, but I will tell you, man, uh, uh, they must be going fucking nuts in, in uh, Kansas City. That is is a fucking great thing, and I was so happy for fucking Andy Reid to finally get one. All of these fucking assholes who don't know shit about football, myself included, but I never trashed Andy Reid. Um, you know, giving him shit. You know, he's never won the big one. He's, uh, he's, he's never won the big one. It's just like, it, it, you know. So much of it also goes to, like, you know, who your fucking GM is, who your ownership is. I mean, when you, when you start coaching a fucking team that just never won one ever, where he was in Philadelphia. I mean, put it this way. This is what, all you have to know about coaching. At one point, the Cleveland Browns had Bill Belichick and Nick Saban at the same time, and they fired them. <laughs> so go figure that one out. Um, but I had a great time at the uh, the Super Bowl party I was at. Uh, where I was at, this guy had some amazing, 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 amazing cigars. And um, I did not smoke one. I kept thinking like, well, maybe I'll be that guy at big events. I'll smoke a cigar. And I was just thinking, you know what? I know what's going to happen is I'm going to smoke that thing. And then I'm going to have to reset the clock as far as how many days I've gone without smoking. And then it's not going to be a big deal in a couple of days if I smoke another one. So um, I'm going to a big sporting event in April. And uh, I think maybe I'll have one then. I don't know. Maybe I won't. Or my birthday in June. Uh, I came awfully, awfully close. I was looking in the humidor. I was going, ooh, ooh, oh, he doesn't have, oh, yes, he does have the, ah, oh. but, uh, you know, I got the green light from my wife because she thinks I'm nuts with this shit. She goes, you know, I mean, just have a glass of wine because she can do that. I can't. I keep trying to explain that to her. Because there's a lot of you guys fucking with these theories like, oh, dude, your wife's making you stop. It's me. I'm doing it. So she's always going like, have a fucking drink. Jesus Christ, you're fucking wound up. Just don't have 90. And I keep going to her like, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> she's like, all right. Well, go fucking play your drums then. Go run around the block. <laughs> Something. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, I was just kind of like with the cigars. Um, I remember when I first started smoking, like I, I had one a year. 
I'd be at the Rose Bowl. I'd sit on the golf car, golf course, and I would just smoke a fucking cigar. And um, and it was great. And then I just, I just didn't for the rest of the year. And uh, I told you that was at one time when I, I was on a movie and I bought a box of cigars for people. And we went on this booze cruise on this little fucking boat. We were shooting something in Boston. And uh, the boat was just too small and there was too many people who didn't smoke and it would just be fucking obnoxious if I started smoking, you know? So, um, so, so I didn't. And uh, I kept the box and then I fucking went home. Yeah, so I brought the thing home, the box home or whatever. And uh, I'm trying to remember this shit here. Yeah, and then I just started, I just, I didn't want to throw them out and I just fucking smoked them. Over the course of like fucking, I don't know, a month. And then that was it. So anyway, I'm trying, I'm, I'm doing this shit because I'm a fucking old dad and I'm doing the math going like, you know, I got to be around here. So anyway, congratulations to me. <laughs> um, and the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, anyway, plowing ahead here. Um. Guys, stop asking me fucking questions about that Kobe helicopter crash. I have 230 hours. People just keep fucking sending me emails about it and stuff. And, like, there's going to be a report. It'll come out in a year to 18 months, probably 18 months because of the level of intention to this thing. It'll tell you everything. They'll fucking they'll reassemble the helicopter as much as they they'll figure they, they will figure out what the fuck happened. Um. It is so fucking ridiculous listening to all of these fucking people who don't even have a fucking pilot's license saying uh, special VFR and IFR and in it into soup and scud running. It's like I can barely explain half of that shit. I'm studying it right now. And listen to these fucking idiots who don't even fly. I th- you know, I think, I think Kobe told them to fucking – oh, is that what you think? What is that based on? Because you don't like the Lakers? Like I, 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 it's just fucking ridiculous. Just, but I guess that's what people do. I mean, here I am talking about the fucking Super Bowl going, you know, they really weren't calling holding. <laughs> the fuck do I know? Um, anyway, plowing ahead. So congratulations there um, to the Kansas City Chiefs. Andy Reid finally getting the monkey off his back. All of these fucking assholes. Uh, I went on Twitter to check out, you know, all the shit that people were saying. I saw all these people going after fucking Richard Sherman. You're such fucking pussies. All of these fucking Buffalo Wild Wing man-titted fucking pussies whose balls would fucking crawl up in them if they were playing a preseason game in the NFL. Fucking picking on this guy who came back from one of the worst injuries you can have as far as like, you know, your speed. You know, an Achilles injury. He's come back. He's still playing shutdown football on the corner. He gets beat on a couple and all of these fucking assholes are giving him shit. Um... I don't know. I just think that's really uh, who actually tweets at the player. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck happened to you in your childhood that you do that? It's unbelievable. Uh, but then look at me. I looked it up just to see what what the level of assholes that people were being. Um, I actually, te- I actually, you know what I did before I talked about the officiating is I just looked it up to see if there was a lot of talk about it. And there kind of wasn't, uh, only amongst like 49er fans. So that's why I was kind of like, you know, I don't know. What the fuck do I know? Um, I, I just did find that fucking weird. 
uh, I don't know. So, plowing ahead here. Uh, let's see here. What else did I want to talk about? Oh, so I've been playing a lot of drums. Now that I don't have any vices left, I mean, I do. Oh, by the way, some fucking asshole sent me an email about that, that documentary, Game Changers, and he goes, now you, you got to watch the, the fucking Joe Rogan podcast because he had those guys on, and then the guy kind of clarifies what he meant, and it's just like, this should be a fucking law against, first of all, poisoning food, which I don't understand in this whole fucking war against terror. Why you can give shit to cows that people then give to their kids that there's so many fucking hormones that, that little girls are getting their periods at 10 years of age. Little girls are getting their periods 10, 11 fucking years old because of the amount of hormones that these fucking companies have put into fucking cows that ends up in the milk that children are drinking. Okay? And they get less shit for that than a fucking stand-up comedian who sends out a fucking tweet. Meanwhile, they're sitting there telling me that they're fighting fucking terrorism. Where for the last 30 years, I have to drink bottled water because of all this shit corporations. They've basically poisoned our own fucking water supply. Isn't, doesn't, wouldn't ISIS love to do both of those things? Fuck with their food supply and our water supply. Why aren't those people considered terrorists? Why isn't like putting fucking opioids or opiates, whatever the fuck you call them, like pharmaceutical companies, the amount of deaths that they caused? Not a fucking problem. Not a fucking problem. Caitlyn Jenner joke raked over the fucking coals. Figure that one out. It's all about the fucking money. That's what it's about, right? So if you're going to go conspiracy theory there, that's why I, I feel like, you know, sports leagues are finessed now. A lot of them. I just think they're finessed in their effort to go global and serve the stars. Like I was joking during the game when I saw uh, Mahomes bitching about a call. He was at a respectful distance, but he was sort of closing the distance to the referee huddle. And I was joking with the buddy of mine. I said, hey, as a Patriots fan, as he wins more and more rings, the distance is going to close between him and the officials until he's right in the huddle like I saw Tom Brady do. (laughs) You just start getting the fucking calls because everybody is making so much fucking money off of you. So... You watch as the great Patrick Mahomes builds his Hall of Fame career, all right? When he gets his second ring, you know, God willing for all those long-suffering Chief fans, uh, I I say he closes the distance between himself and the referee huddle by 50% after his second ring. And if you get your third ring, which is an automatic, you're in the fucking Hall of Fame, um, no questions asked. You'll get in with two, but three, forget about it. You're, You're automatically in. Two, you should be probably, I think you'll get in. Unless you're Eli Manning, who for some reason the New York media just never respected, ever. I don't understand it. The entire, his entire career, they were calling for his fucking head. I'll never understand that. Um, you watch, he's going to start closing the fucking distance. Um, 
So, all right, let's talk about some more. Let's talk about some fun shit, shall we? Uh, old Freckles here. Old Freckles McGillicuddy is going to be doing four shows. Yes, four shows in two nights in the absolutely beautiful, gorgeous city uh, of Vancouver, Canada. Vancouver, British Columbia, one of the provinces there in Canada. Um, I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, and uh, so old Freckles, you know, now that I'm done playing fucking TJ Hooker, I have to fucking go. Uh, I got to go do a bunch of spots, which I am going to do and um, make sure I got this hour up and running. Also, because I'm in, uh, what is it? Santa Inez. Is that how you say it? I'm at the casino this weekend on uh, the seventh, and uh, oh, I can't. I'm just very excited to be back into living my life in real time, um, which is one of the greatest things ever about being a stand-up comedian and doing a podcast. Is all of it exists in real time. Like I don't edit this thing unless I say something that I think some fucking white college chick, you know who has no sense of humor about herself and stop trimming her pubes is listening. Then I'm like, all right, I need to fucking take that out. Cause I, you know, I, I don't need the headache. I don't need the fucking headache. Every once in a while I'll take something out, but for the most part, I don't. All right. Um, I've maintained this for a long ass fucking time. Like the people in the writer's room, the, the directors, the fucking crew, um, who else am I leaving out? How hard that they fucking work. The editors, how hard they fucking work is just, uh, it's next level. Every time I've been on like a set and stuff, I'm like, these people are, are they're, 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 they're redefining workaholics uh, and so dedicated to making sure if, if it's not exactly how they want it, they will stay there all fucking night. It's unbelievable. Because um, I know if I was in the director's chair, I'd be like, yeah, fuck it. Let's go. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Bruins are playing Winnipeg, man. I don't want to miss the, miss the game. My priorities would be all fucked up. Uh, speaking of which, I missed that game. Bartnick was telling me from the Puck Off podcast that there was like three fights. So I I, uh, I signed up for the NHL.com uh, website so I can go back and watch that game, which I might today. Um, I know we ended up winning that game. DeBrusque got a late one. And then uh, I caught a little bit of the Minnesota game. We went four to nothing. So we're, we're cruising right along here. Um, we're playing a little tougher, which I like, you know, so we won't get bullied out of a Stanley cup victory like we did last year by the, uh, the slightly above average St. Louis blues. I'll never give it up for that team. <laughs> um, I'm usually good about it too. I usually fucking give it up, but Jesus, I'm not bad at the blues. Hey, you know what? That was your game and they fucking let you play it for whatever reason. Uh, I should get mad at the officiating, I guess. Um, but that never sounds right, right? Everybody's like, ah, now you're just fucking whining about it. But uh, anyway, um, yeah, so I got uh, four shows coming up in Vancouver. So uh, I'm going to try to knock out a couple of uh, special pop-up shows where I run my hour here in Los Angeles. I'll try to keep you posted as to when that's going to happen. Um, I might have some uh, some prizes for people who show up, i.e. shit that I have around my house, gifts that I've gotten that I, I have no room for, that somebody else might be into. 
because you're a younger person and you are at the beginning of your journey of accumulating shit. And uh, as a special bonus to people listening to my podcast, because there'll be a lot of people that night there that night, whatever, whatever night I do the show, who don't listen to my podcast. Um, here's, here's some sage advice for you about buying shit. Uh, don't when you're younger, because uh, it's just shit you have to pack up when you when you want to move. And if I could if I could just go back in my life to young Billy Burr when I first moved to New York City when I had a box of clothes and I don't know what else. If I could just go back to that fucking dude and every time I bought a shirt, I took a shirt out of my closet and just walked up to a fucking homeless person roughly my size and gave it to him. If I didn't keep all of this fucking memorabilia that I now have like this emotional attachment to that, that you know, what is the worst is like, you're gonna, I'm going to die someday. And then some poor fucking family members that I have are going to have to like, you know, sift through all of my shit. Um, I don't know. I am, I am a, uh, that I would say don't accumulate shit and go easy with the partying. You know, you want to, you want to stretch it out where you can just be that person that, you know, can smoke a stick or have a glass of wine, you know, every once in a while when the moment calls for, that's really a fucking skill, uh, to have, to be like, yeah, this, this is such a great meal. I would like a great, you know, oh, let's, let's share a bottle of wine with this incredible meal. I wish I had done that as opposed to just like, you know, just having my foot to the floor and not checking the oil. (laughs) And then you use up, you basically, you have a finite number of fun days is what I'm trying to tell you as a young person. And if you use them all up, you're going to end up like me at a Super Bowl where you're looking at some of the finest fucking cigars man has ever made and you cannot partake because you fucking smoked like 20 a month for fucking, you know, four months in a row. You just can't fucking, I just cannot stress. Like I really admired that about my wife. She can just fucking do something and then just stop. I mean, I can stop too, but I know if I start doing it again, it's going to fucking go off the rails. It's just gonna, uh, I don't know. So if I could, if I could just go back again and, and re and redo that, I would not have bought so much of the shit. Like now what it is, I have a conscious thing now that when I go to a major sporting event, like, um, I went to the, uh, the NCAA college football Super Bowl this year. And the only thing I, I just, my ticket stub is my, uh, is my souvenir. And and when I walked in, Club Soda Kenny gave it to me via his phone. He like airdropped it to me. And I was like, ah, man. And I didn't even print it out because I'm not just going to have a ticket on a fucking piece of uh, Xerox paper. So um, 
I actually have no souvenir of that other than like a picture on my camera. And I'm like, you know, that's kind of, that's the way to do it. So I'm kind of, I'm, I'm trying to get away from that. Um, you know, but I also have, you know, a lovely lady in my life and you know how they are with the fucking Amazon. Oh Jesus. Oh Jesus. With the fucking Amazon, like every fucking week, just more and more boxes are showing up and it's just like, and, and like we get into it. I'm like, what is this? Like, oh, you know, I just saw this thing. I'm like, just like, you know, get off my case, man. They get like all upset. Yeah, and it's just like, we just, there's three people in this lovely house that we finally finished redoing. And, you know, that's another thing too. When you have enough fucking bedrooms for people and everybody, you know, has their own fucking bedroom and everybody's fucking chill and all that shit. And one of you says, you know what? We need, we need more space. We need to move. It's like, no, you need a fucking yard sale. That fucking disease of consumption where you just keep buying more and more and more and more shit. Because I, I, I think back to in the day, you know, when uh, I was a younger fella and Nia first moved in with me. We were living together in a New York City one-bedroom apartment, and it was fine. You know? It wasn't the biggest thing, but, you know, it was hilarious. Like, we would get into fights, and there was nowhere to go. You kind of had to work it out. You could go into the bedroom and close the door. (laughs) I'll tell you what's tough on a fucking relationship, a studio apartment. You know, because you got to have that fucking thing where you just, I have to go into another fucking walled in space where you can't see me and just fucking chill out. And that just does not exist. You know, in New York, you know, I mean, you can go for a fucking walk, but you know, if it's too cold or too humid out, I don't know. And then you go to like an air conditioned bar or a heated bar and you just start fucking drinking. Um, yeah, but I will tell you that if I, if I can go you know, I, I definitely drew a line in the sand where um, my garage, like you can, uh, you can still put a, a a vehicle in there, and uh, I really fight that thing when like shit starts piling up and my wife starts suggesting that we put it in the garage. I just say no, we're not putting it in the garage. We're getting rid of it, or we're getting rid of something else. And whatever that something else is, this thing here that you want to put in the garage is going to go there because we are not going to have a bunch of shit. And as I look around this fucking room, you know what I see? I see a bunch of shit. I see a bunch of shit we don't even need. Um, so I saw Jeff Garland do this a long time ago. He would go to his stand-up shows and he would just, he would give shit away to people. And, uh, it was always funny, but like somebody would, it was, it was also perfect because people would be psyched. Both ends were psyched. He was psyched because he was getting rid of it. And then the person was psyched because it was something that they wanted and obviously could use. So, um, you know, I think one of the greatest things you can do for people is that for your relatives, when you die is number one, to have your affairs in order. All right. And then number two is to not have 
an entire house of shit that they then have to go fucking put into a fucking landfill somewhere or try to get rid of it. Um, Jesus Christ, am I this fucking old? I'm this old now that I don't, I have no fucking vices and I'm talking about wrapping it up. Jesus Christ, Bill, you're on the 12th hole, okay? You're trying to break 80 here. Um, all right, let's let's read some of the uh, let's read some of the uh, the fucking advertising. Oh, by the way, have you seen this fucking Bloomberg might join the fucking race here? I got to tell you, for the first time in a long time, that actually made me excited about politics, just as far as the matchup: a billionaire versus a billionaire. You know. They're claiming they're using their own money, which is fucking hilarious. Because I don't think you became a billionaire by spending hundreds of millions of dollars to go f- going for a job that pays four or five hundred grand a year. All right? Unless, unless the reason why these lunatic billionaires, Donald Trump, and fucking Michael Bloomberg. Is that his first name? Uh, Bloomberg. Those two fucking guys. I think that they want that job because of all of their other businesses and the fucking red tape that they can get rid of for their businesses. Businesses. That they can get rid of by being in that 500 grand a year fucking job. That's my only other theory. Because other than that, why would you want that job? We have never-ending wars. We're consistently dropping bombs that fucking innocent people end up dying. You have to make the decision. Do we go in here? Do we go in there? Is that a group of terrorists? And then it turns out to be a wedding or whatever the fuck happened over there. And you got to fucking live with that. And you're going to age in fucking dog years. And you're going to make 500 grand a year and you're a fucking billionaire. Let me ask you this. Okay, let's all let's all play armchair fucking detectives here. What is the motivation? All right. And don't even tell me that you're fucking patriotic because the way billionaires run their business has nothing to do with America. It has to do all with the fucking money and then blaming the shareholders. Well, you know, we do this with the shareholders fucking. Uh, All right. <clears throat> oh, and this is a thought I had before the Super Bowl, really quickly. Then I was saying to all my buddies, I was like, you know what this fucking game is? The Chiefs versus the fucking 49ers. This is the New England Patriots versus the New York Jets 10 years ago. When Tom Brady, a fucking world beater, would come in with an unbelievable offense and a decent defense, Right? And then he would go up against Mark Sanchez, a game manager, with the fucking great defense. Now, I, I think Garoppolo is better than Sanchez, but that's kind of what it was. So I was just, you know, when I did that thing on Instagram, what I posted, I was making fun of the sports talk and myself, but like I really did believe that. Yeah, that the 49ers were going to win, that they had to uh, they had to be playing with the lead because you didn't want Garoppolo to have to be playing fucking catch up. Um, although he made some fucking sick ass throws, 
it really was. They started blitzing him, and the 49ers did not adjust, and then that was it. That was it. That was it. <clears throat> and then I don't know what the fuck, what happened with Tyreek Hill. He wasn't doing fucking anything the whole game, and then all of a sudden, you know, that guy bit on the inside move, and then fucking Mahomes threw a pass that looked like a fucking punt. I mean, Tyreek Hill was underneath it. I was waiting for him to start waving his arm for a fair catch. <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden, they just couldn't stop him. Ah, unbelievable. Unbelievable. I got to stop putting money on the game. Why do you, you, you know what it is about all of this whole fucking Super Bowl thing? Was I predicted the 49ers were going to win, and I was so loving it. Like, going, I, I see things. I know what happens. And then I watched it all go away in 10 minutes. This is just all my fucking ego. I should just shut the fuck up and congratulate the Kansas City Chiefs. The old AFL Chiefs. Um, plus, I have a lot of fucking friends that are huge fucking uh, uh, Kansas City Chiefs fans. One of the best fucking guys I've met in this business. All right. The voice of Bob Pogo on F is for Family. David Kector. He's, I got I to gotta give him a fucking call. Congratulate him. Put my prediction and my $200 aside and be a goddamn man about it. You know, that's what this whole fucking thing is about. It's not about the holding that they let go. It's about the fact that I wanted to be right. I said something that I wanted to have happen so I could act like I knew things that others didn't. All right. See that right there? That is age. That is, that is wisdom. It took me fucking a half an hour, and I apologize to Chief fans that you had to suffer through all of that. Um, that's what it was. I said the 49ers were going to win, and I bet $200 on it, and I predicted how the game was going to go, and it went that way for 50 minutes, and I thought I was going to get all these accolades, accolades, hemorrhoids. I don't know how to say it, and I thought I was going to get all of that shit, and, and, the, and the Chiefs took it away from me. That wasn't about Andy Reid. That wasn't about the, 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 the city of Kansas City, Missouri, or maybe it isn't Kansas. It's actually in both, but that's not where the Chiefs play. They play in Missouri. Maybe it wasn't about them. Maybe it was just about me. Hey, how about this? How about... What were the fucking odds in Vegas? I bet you could bet on this, that in five years, the Kansas City Royals would win a World Series and the Kansas City Chiefs were going to win a fucking Super Bowl. They got to get that out there. Let's, let's find another fucking sad sack fucking sports town. All right, what are the odds? Now, let's pick a good one here. Um... Man, there's a lot of cities where there's this one sad sack team, but you can't. You, the Pittsburgh Pirate and the who? I mean, the Steelers are the one, you know, tied for the most Super Bowl wins of all time. And the fucking Pittsburgh Penguins have won uh, four Stanley Cups in the last fucking thirty years. You can't 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 jump on them. That doesn't work. What's a fucking sad sack fucking town? I would have said Houston, but then they went ahead and won it. I think that that's what they should do with the fucking Houston Astros. <laughs> Instead of an asterisk, you play like Morse code after the... 
after their fucking World Series. I, I feel bad for fucking Astros fans. Going nuts, thinking that you won it, and then it comes along that that fucking happened. Unbelievable. But I will say this is a Patriots fan. At least you fucking did it, you know, so you don't have to fucking worry about it. Um, as opposed to being accused of something that goes to a court of law that gets laughed out of the fucking courtroom and the judge actually gets mad and says, why are you wasting my, your time, my time with this fucking horseshit? And then you still get suspended for it. Um, all right. Sorry. Although the Red Sox, oof, you know, <laughs> I, I wouldn't argue on any of them, any of the last four. You know, unless you're just going to say everybody was doing steroids. Uh, I wouldn't argue with you on any of those shit. I don't give a fuck. All right. Uh, Zip recruiter, everybody. Zip. Um, Hiring is a challenge. It's challenging. Oh, hang in there, millennials. Uh, But there's one place you can go where hiring. I love blaming millennials. To the point that they now say, okay, boomer. I just love it because you know what? I'm a Gen Xer and I just fucking, I just sit there just getting both sides fucking yelling at each other. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I'm an instigator. Uh, but there's one place you can go where hiring is simple, fast, and smart. And growing businesses, businesses connect, connect to qualified candidates. And a growing businesses is connect to qualified candidates. Cafe Alturas, CEO, my favorite name of all time, Dylan Miskowitz. I love that. If somebody tells you their first name's Dylan, there's no fucking way you think their last name is Miskowitz. Dylan, that's like a cowboy name. One of them, one of them people out there making it great in the middle of the country. Got themselves a ranch. This is my son, Dylan. That's his stepbrother, Dakota. Um, Experienced how challenging hiring can be after unsuccessfully searching for a director of coffee for his organic coffee company. But then he switched to Zip. That was falling to your death saying that that company's name and saw an immediate difference and you too can't and you too by signing up for free at ziprecruiter.com slash burr ziprecruiter doesn't spend uh, doesn't depend on candidates finding you it finds them for you and its technology identifies people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job so you get qualified candidates faster in fact after posting his job on zip Dylan, Dylan, Dakota, and Ravine, get your 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 goddamn rednecks back in this this this. What do they call? What do they call their fight? What does a redneck call his house? Uh, compound. Uh, Dylan said he was amazed by how quickly great candidates were applying, and found his new director of coffee in just a few days, with results like that. No wonder this guy's successful. A guy named was it Dylan Miskowitz. The amount of humanity that he's covering right there. Huh? People in New York City all the way out there in the prairies. They like coffee. 
Um, with results like that, it's no wonder four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Zip. The smartest way to hire. See why ZipRecruiter is effective for businesses of all sizes. Try ZipRecruiter for free at our website, ZipRecruiter.com slash Burr. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash B-U-R-R. Okay. Oh, I love this company, Brave. All right? Brave, everybody. You know, when I think brave, I don't think of a soldier or a firefighter. I think of a white, young, a young white woman who has called herself this over doing nothing particularly brave. All right. Brave, everybody. Brave is the web browser reimagined. Keep your personal information private as you surf the web. You're living in the surveillance economy. Uh, what is that, you might ask? Every time you download a web page, you are not just downloading the content text and images, you are also downloading privacy-invading trackers. Many popular media sites have over 100 trackers on every page. You're being profiled and tracked across the web. So what? You might say. I mean, that is a Zen way to look at it. I'm not running for anything. Uh, Your digital profile includes information about you, such as your search and watch history, your personal beliefs, or even your location. Everywhere you've been, and even your current GPS coordinates. I don't get, with all the fucking women out there, with legit stalkers, how that this information is, like, like readily available for someone to hack into and find out where somebody is. It's just fucking beyond me. Thank God there's somebody trying to do something about it. These digital profiles allow companies you have never heard of to maintain intimate profiles about you and everyone you know. Brave stops data-grabbing trackers and creepy ads from following you across the web, which allows you to browse up to six times faster than with other browsers. Here's an important fact about us. Brave isn't anti-ads. Brave is anti-tracking. Brave users can choose to opt in to Brave Ads, a privacy-respecting ad network run by Brave. Brave never sees your personal data or behavior, let alone sells that information for profit, and you'll never see an ad from Brave unless you explicitly choose to participate. Participate. Uh, With Brave Ads, you can earn rewards for any ad you choose to view. That's right. Out of the box, Brave will block ads and trackers, but you can choose whether you want to see the ads, how often they appear, and get rewarded for your attention if you click on one. Wait a minute. You get rewarded for attention if you click on one? Okay, so this is basically a VIP relationship with you and ad companies. Now, I thought you were in business to stop these guys. You're now in bed with them. I don't get what's going on here. How does Brave make money? All right, there we go. If you choose to opt in to Brave ads, Brave takes a cut of the advertising spend whenever you choose to view an ad. That's how Brave earns money and keeps the browser free. All right, well, there you go. It's better than what you got right now, I guess. It takes less than 60 seconds to switch to Brave. Important, import your bookmarks with one click and start enjoying a better internet. Listeners of the MM podcast can easily switch to Brave today or go to brave.com slash Burr and download Brave today. That's brave.com slash Burr and switch today. Today, 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 today. All right. Uh, 
Policy genius. All right. Policy genius, everybody. You know, the year 2020 shows up a lot in science fiction. A lot of people predicted that by now we'd be teleporting to work or living on Mars. Some people predicted that the 49ers were going to win. And a lot of those predictions were wrong. The truth is we will always get the future wrong, which is why we need to get life insurance right. That's where policy genius can help. Policy Genius makes finding the right life insurance a breeze. In minutes, you can compare quotes from the top insurers to find that your best price. You could save $1,500 a year by using Policy Genius to compare life insurance policy policies. Once you apply, the Policy Genius team will handle all the paperwork and red tape. And Policy Genius doesn't just make life insurance easy. They can also help you find the right home in auto insurance or disability insurance. So, if your science fiction dreams for 2020 still haven't become science fact, don't get discouraged. Get life insurance. It takes, get life insurance. It takes just a few minutes to find your best price and apply at policygenius.com. Policy Genius will always get the future wrong, but get life insurance right. Um, all right, but I'm going to die in the future. <laughs> I'm such a cunt. Don't listen to me. All right, let's get to some of the, uh, some of the, uh, some of the, uh, the questions here for the, this is the one that I, I wanted to avoid because I've been having a great time for breakfast. I've been sauteing spinach with garlic and, uh, I do, will tell you this, eating way more vegetables and way less meat. Um, I afterwards, I definitely feel a lot lighter. I just what I just don't understand is why the United States government does not get involved. Well, I know why because they're all grossly underpaid and they get paid off by these cunts in the food industry. Why is it so fucking hard? And they're all in bed. I think they're all in fucking bed with people who put out medicines and they want you to, to fucking, they want, they don't want you to be dead because they can, they stop making money off you. They want it. They want you to be sick and need their medicine to stay alive. And I think that there's a two hander thing going on with the food industry and the fucking pharmaceutical companies. I just don't know. Cause explain to me with all of this fucking technology, why it is so fucking difficult to find out whether an egg is good for me or bad for me. All right, Game Changers Doc. Now, for those of you who missed the last couple of episodes, I watched this fucking documentary on Netflix. All right? And it was showing all these amazing things about that if you just stopped eating meat and all of this stuff and, you know, the usual horseshit, you know, we don't have fucking carnivore teeth and... This guy ate fucking spinach all week, and this guy had fucking red meat, and look at his fucking uh, cholesterol, and look at this, and it always goes out to the fucking, you know, the non-meat eaters, right? So, hey, here's somebody going to say, so Dear Billy Radish Face, I bet you're getting lots of love or hate about being interested in a more of a plant-based diet. I am. I don't know what to believe. The Impossible Burger, I am not eating that anymore. I'm, I'm fucking, I'm not fucking with that thing. I, I am a guinea pig. I'm going to let other people be a guinea pig. And they're going to start getting, if they start lactating, then I know I made the right decision. 
if I die and they don't, then I know that they were right. Um, anyway, I was urged to watch that documentary too. And after all these years, I think I'm uh, settling on the fact that eggs are in fact healthy. Once they said eating an egg, once they said eating an egg is like smoking a cigarette, I knew something was fishy. Ah, look at you with your little pun there. I felt more like a Catholic priest painting an image of hell to scare parishioners than a doctor with facts. Um, A few months later, I saw the guy behind the documentary, James Wilk, and a gentleman by the name of Chris Kressner on Joe Rogan's podcast. And this is why Joe Rogan's podcast is the best fucking podcast in the world if you just want unfiltered information for you to then digest and process and make up your own fucking mind yourself. Because uh, everything else is so fucking perverted and skewed. Um, I'm going to watch this episode. Uh, Kressner was at one point a vegan, but now follows a diet based on more up-to-date research that has nuances as opposed to dogmatic views. The debate is excellent. Wilkes does a great job defending some of his points, but in the end fails to show any proof that vegans are healthier. I appreciate Kressner and Rogan's breaking down the differences between someone who eats quality meats and vegetables and someone who eats any meats and fried foods, i.e. your body digests meats differently if it's being combined with a plate of French fries as opposed to spinach. Yeah, I've always heard that like a starch with meat is is bad, red meat particularly. Uh, But most research in the past, did you read it, Bill, or did somebody say that to you and you took it for law because you don't want to read up on it? My problem is when you try to to get the information, um, like trying to get to the truth, it's because there's so many just fucking lies and people just fucking just trying to sell you on whatever the fuck they're, they're saying. Like, food is literally, it's like, it's like pop music. And every year, there's a new boy band that they're shoving down your fucking throat. You know? Kale. Right? Kale for a couple of years. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. Right? They were out there. Right? And all the girls were screaming, Oh, you gotta eat kale. <clears throat> And now the new one. Who knocked them off the charts? The Impossible Burger, right? I want it that way, right? Now all of a sudden they're out there. Their big pouty fucking lips and their leather jackets so you know that they're tough too, right? Anyway. Um, I appreciate Crestor and Rogan breaking down the difference. Blah, 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 blah. Um, I.e., your body digests meat differently if it's combined with a plate of French fries as opposed to spinach. But most research in the past 40-some-odd years does not take these things into consideration. Next, it's like politics. They do the same thing. They leave out shit. Uh, next time you're taking a bath and, <laughs> and need some, some small talk with a friend, Call Joe for more details on this or just watch it yourself. No, I'm not going to bug him. I'll watch it. And then, you know, he'll get another hit. It'll make, it'll make some more fucking money. That's what you do. You don't burden a friend. He, he was nice enough to interview these fucking people and post a video on it. Instead, I'm going to call him up and make him relive what he already did. Why the fuck would I do that? Um, <clears throat> because bubble baths can get lonely. Maybe that's why. Um, all right. Uh, 
DNC did not communicate. What is that? Democratic National Committee. What is that? What is that? What is that? I thought I thought I always took that as a Democratic Party. Democratic National Convention. That's what it is. Hey, Bill, you saw that the DNC is changing its rules to make it so Bloomberg can get into the debates uh, months after ch- changing them to make it impossible for Tulsi or Yang to get in. Uh, how do you, I don't, I really, I'm kind of glad I don't know what any of this means because if I knew what this means, then I would just be frustrated and angry like you as opposed to just ignorant over here trying to figure out if Brussels sprouts is the way for me to live an extra six months or not. Uh, how do you have to be, how dumb do you have to be to not realize the fix is in? They keep moving the goalposts. I have friends who are still following this impeachment bullshit. I know. I, I just don't understand people wasting their time with that. Like he's actually going to get impeached. Um, can you bet on that in Vegas? How much money do I have to make to earn a dollar that he isn't? <clears throat> a billion to make a dollar. Um, while the Democrats smother Bernie with shit talk, Hillary trashes him for no reason. Oh, I know. Hell hath no fury. Like a fucking woman who thought she was going to be president scorned. Uh, like Hillary trashes him for no reason, like a shitty aunt who stirs up problems in the family for no reason. The establishment would rather Trump stay in even if they hate him. God forbid the country vote in two back-to-back presidents that weren't handpicked by the heads of the established parties. Uh, if you bring up all this fuckery with anyone who calls themselves a Democrat, they start telling you that you're stumping for Trump. Is there a proper way to explain to someone they're being had. Hey, I think I represent a lot of voters out there in that I only vote when it's for the president, which is really a horrible thing to do. Um, I just find it also overwhelmingly depressing. You know, I used to hang in there and I would always vote for the Bernie Sanders and the, uh, who is that guy there that fucking... Everybody blamed for fucking Bush getting in Um, rather than the fact that Al Gore was completely outside his own body the entire time he was running. Um, I don't know. I would always vote for those guys and Ross Perot's and these guys who were actually saying what the fuck was going on and that was corrupt and all that. And people always say it's a waste of a vote. It's like you got to vote for the corrupt guy of your party that's playing the game. I would love to hear the argument for that. Um, and I would also love to hear the argument for no-holds-barred capitalism and the direction that it's led us in and how everybody's up. So many people are upside down in their houses. And I don't know who they're building all these luxury high-rise apartments for. I don't understand who has these fucking money and that how you then sell them to people in, from China and Russia who are trying to wash their money. Like, I don't, I don't understand, launder their money. I don't understand any of it. Um, that's why I just sort of tapped out and I'm trying to just sort of be a, uh, you know, on a local level, trying to just shop at local businesses, you know, going to Skid Row and dropping off shit rather than taking it to fucking Goodwill. I mean, I don't know what else to do. If anybody has a suggestion, uh, 
I'm up for it. Not saying I'm going to do it, but I could read it on the podcast and then communicate it to people. Um, in money to try and raise money for public schools in your area so people still have a chance, the same chance my parents had when they had a bunch of kids to send them to school for free. Well, it's their tax dollars, grades 1 through 12. Um, I don't know. All right, advice, cash job problems. Hey, Billy, badass actor, cop burr. Uh, copper, I get it. Nice. I'm a carpenter from Newfoundland and work 50 plus hours a week for cash on the weekends. 50 plus hours a week for a cash on the weekends, occasionally with one of my old employers. What happened to the last half of that sentence? I'll never know. Uh, I've been working for cash with this company for about two years now and haven't had an issue with payment up to this point. Work is slow right now, and he informed me the other day that he could not pay me the money he owes me, $700. He said he could pay me in gas cards or he could buy tools from Home Depot and pay me with those because he can include that in the company expense. The problem with this is that my girlfriend of four years is now pissed off that I'm not getting paid. I couldn't care less as long as I get something for my work, and I love tools. So should I stand up to my old employer and tell him he has to pay me in cash, or should I tell my girlfriend to back off and mind her own business? Uh, thanks, thanks. love the podcast, and as always, go fuck yourself. Uh, P.S., you should really consider coming to Newfoundland to do a show. I think I did it a number of years ago. Maybe I went to Halifax. Gaffigan was scheduled to come down here, but we had a record snowfall, and he couldn't make it. 95 centimeters in one day. Not bad. Ha ha. I don't even know how much that is. Let's let's look that up so I can actually answer this question, even though this has nothing to do with it. I am now intrigued. 95 centimeters, two inches. Uh, 37 inches. You had three feet, one inch plus of snow. All right. Um... Well, let me ask you this, dude. How the fuck are you going to pay your rent if you don't have legal tender? It's not like the, the old days where you can just trade, come into town with some eggs and a yak and trade that for your fuck to your landlord. Um, you must have enough cash to pay your rent. If you have enough cash to pay your rent, um, I kind of like a man that's still around to tell that it will actually tell the woman in his life to back off and mind her own business. Although if she lives with you, it is kind of her business. So I don't know where to go on that. I'm just, it's just great to hear a guy standing up to a woman at some point, by the way, I, I just want to commend all the feminist groups that fucking were shitting all over Johnny Depp for now admitting that you maybe jumped the gun and just supported somebody with little to no evidence just because, like you, they also had a vagina. I want to thank all you guys for then righting your wrongs and being big enough people to to admit that you were wrong. Now, I've done it on this podcast where I realized that my petty shit about the officiating in the Super Bowl really came down to me and my ego and wanting to be right about my prediction. Now, when you're a feminist... Your Super Bowl is arguments between men and women. And you know what? You got this one wrong, it looks like. You know? Where's all the retraction, ladies? That'll never happen. All right, screen time. 
Dear Billy Guardian, I agree with your stance, with you stance on screen time for kids. I'm not naive enough to think that having some idea how to work technology is good for a kid. Just like video games weren't as bad as parents in the 80s thought they'd be. I, I don't know what the fuck I just read. I'm going to read this word for word. I agree with you stance on screen time for kids. I'm not naive enough to think that having some idea how to work technology is good for a kid. Just like video games weren't as bad as parents in the 80s thought they'd be. All right. This is what happens when you have too much screen time. This is how you put together sentences. The problem I'm having is with my wife. She doesn't seem interested in playing with our child one-on-one as much as I do, and it's disheartening. She's always turning to Netflix to babysit while she sits there on her phone. Yeah, you're dealing with a fucking screen addict. I think that that's a new thing that they haven't diagnosed yet. Our marriage is a bit strained for this and other reasons. I'm fairly convinced she's cheating on me. Whoa! Left turn. But I'm compartmentalizing this from the parenting from parenting to try and be fair. If we get divorced, I won't be there to see what's going on, and that bothers me. In the meantime, I wish there was some way to make her understand that the stimula- stimulation our kid gets from staring at screens while sitting five feet in front of her mother on the floor is not the same as sitting across from a child and talking and teaching. Any advice on how to get the message across? Yeah, there's studies out there that, you know, on the Internet that somebody gave me. Um, I would just Google that and then show the adverse effects of it, especially with the developing mind. Um, I am I am huge, huge, huge on, on like we barely let our kid watch TV now. Um, we, we never really let it get too out of hand. And the more I read about it, we just sort of stopped doing it. And she had her favorite shows that she watches and she, you know, she whined about it for like a, a week and a half. And then, you know, they're so young, they forget about it. And now we, um, you know, she draws, she colors, you know, she, uh, takes French classes. She actually understands French when the lady talks to her. It's fucking amazing. Um, we do puzzles we ride bikes, you know, she knows how to, she's learned almost totally knows how to swim now. Uh, I think all of that stuff, you know, as much as you're worried that they're going to get behind in computers of the future and all of that shit with the skills that they're learning, not being involved in this stuff, they're going to be fine. Um, and there has to be, you know, people who are aware of this stuff and they also know that computers are here to stay there also has to be some sort of um, quality ways to have screen time um, that involves teaching and not like because I was just noticing like when my kid would be watching TV and I'd be calling her and calling her and calling her and calling I have to say it like five times they just get like fucking zoned out Um, it's not good and I watched a ton of TV and I think I have you know some sort of side effect from that I may lack of ability to focus or whatever I don't know Um, I feel bad for you, dude. You're in a real tough position because um, if you were a woman, you could go to court and present all of that and you would, you would win custody, but they, they do not treat guys fairly in those cases whatsoever. So um, 
I would, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a fucking tough one, man. It's time to open that dialogue that when you're in a relationship with a woman and the woman is doing shit that's detrimental to your kid, like there has to be avenues for a man to fucking turn to. And there just really isn't. And the uh, blind support that women have for other women, for the most part, straight across the board, is really detrimental to the kid. Um, you know, that that whole fucking philosophy that believe women is, is like so horrendously flawed. Because if to, to say that you're just saying that then that men are flawed and women aren't, if you're just straight across the board going to do that and then in bully and intimidate people by threatening to take away their careers unless they agree with you. is just fucking, it's just not a good thing. It's not an adult thing. It's not a mature way to go about solving a fucking problem. And I feel like emotions have come down enough where, you know, you can actually maybe start talking about that shit, but I feel really bad for you, dude. Because I've had disagreements with my wife about that stuff and people are flawed, as am I. And like we, we had this amazing breakthrough with my anger now. Like my, my kid is like my fucking life coach now. She literally sits there and be like, dad, 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 uh, don't yell. It's going to be okay. She literally says that to me and I crack up laughing and I go, you're right, it is. I'm sorry. And then she laughs and I've made this major breakthrough in my family tree of dysfunction where now my anger that I learned or whatever is open for discussion and we can laugh about it. My kid is not even remotely afraid of me or anything. All the shit that I had growing up, you know, with the adults in my life has completely imploded. And it's all on the table. Now, I still have the anger issues that I have to work through. But, like, the fact that right as I get going, she says, you know, Dada, don't yell, don't yell. And I just I just stop now. You know, I just, you know, I can't. There's no, I, there's just no way. I can't continue when I hear that voice say that. So it's this weird thing where I still, now instead of snapping, I start to snap. And if I really feel that I have to get it out of me, I just leave the house and I just go out into the garage and I just go play drums or or, or something. I almost need to have like the Frank Murphy heavy bag to hit it sometimes. But, um, you know, it's been this amazing you know, of of all the, the gifts that becoming a dad has been for me, the fact that she's actually helping the part of myself that I hate the most uh, has, has just been this, this ridiculous uh, cherry on top. So um, anyway, I don't even know where the fuck I'm going with this. Uh, all right, sober activity. All right, Captain Billy, how about making one of those ships in a bottle? (laughs) Have I ever taken the time to thank you guys for making me laugh too? Because you really do, all right? I know I try to do it with you, but the fact that I get it back is fucking great. All right, imagine you with a monocle on, carefully lining 
up the mass sales or whatever you call them. Wife calls you from the house. Dinner is ready. You rest your tools, eagerly awaiting the next time you're one-on-one with tranquility. Really relaxing, right? Yeah. What is with that shit? Don't you fucking... I feel like the you just put the bottle together, right? You know, after you build the fucking ship. Or what do you have to do? You got to have like tweezers and all of that type of thing. It really is like, you know, the Super Bowl of patience if they actually take little pieces. But it doesn't make any sense. How would you get the mast in there without it being creased? I think it's like the bottom of the bottle fucking twists off. Um, I don't know. You know what's hilarious is that back in the day, that probably got a guy laid. Oh, my God. He will be such a patient partner. Um, All right, that's the podcast. Congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs. Sorry about the fucking whining about the officiating a little bit there. Um, That really came down to the fact that I had money on the fucking 49ers, and I wanted to be right. That's all it was. Because in reality, as a Patriots fan, I should be excited that they didn't join us. Um. In the family of six. Oh, and then it would have been 666 and all the Jesus freaks would have come out and said that the NFL is fucking evil, you know, because it's 666 rather than the fact that they look the other way and all the fucking brain damage their employees have gotten over the years. It's not that. It's the number 666, the number of the beast. All right, that's it. That's the podcast. Go fuck yourselves. Uh, have fun there in Kansas City. Eat all the barbecue you want. God damn it, you guys deserved it. Uh, it was just a hell of a game and an undeniable championship by the Kansas City Chiefs. They were down in every fucking playoff game they played, and they just came roaring back. So uh, enjoy the hockey. Enjoy the fucking hoop. Enjoy the college basketball and all the other shit as we wait for baseball season. Boop, 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 boop. To start, everybody, uh, I'll check in on you on Thursday.